Welcome to Debriefing Cocktails, guys. Here we go. Let's do this. Really? We're just jumping right in? We're just doing this? Are, are you not ready? No, I'm ready. Let's do it. Waiting on you. Look, look, <laughs> look. Let's do this. <laughs> Let's do this. Great job, team. Head back to base for debriefing and cocktails. Sergio, this week we're talking about Moonraker. That's right. That's right. Our, our weekly podcast. Our weekly podcast. Maybe we've redefined the word weekly, but we hadn't officially <laughs> done it. So W-E-A-K-L. Mm, there it is. There's the sauce I'm looking for. Yeah. See, I told you I was ready. Yeah. Oh, I, I be- Baby, I believed it. I believed it. Oh man, Sergio, this this was a movie. I I think I you know I actually am real curious what you think about it. Oh really? Mm-hmm. I, I mean, surprise, surprise. <laughs> so what, what are we? What, are we what movie are we talking about? <clears throat> Moonraker. That's right. Did you have you said that already? We yeah we deja vu baby we're here let's okay. go all right yeah Moonraker. Uh, the the James Bond movie. Starring Roger Moore. So, uh, so this this one's a real stinker, isn't it? Uh, it's not boring. It's it's not boring. That's true. Uh, I'll kind of give it that. It's not really that boring. But boy, it's uh, it's funny. It and uh, it's not funny. It tries to be funny. It's it's not a good funny. Yeah, it, it's yeah. Not, like in universe, it's not. Yeah, like it it, <clears throat> it tries a lot of things. It go it literally goes a lot of places. Mhm. And ultimately, it doesn't even feel like a James Bond movie at the end. It kind of does. I mm, I don't know if I did, I don't know if I agree with that actually. Dude, it's a fucking sci-fi movie. I mean, I hear you. I hear you. They end it like a James Bond movie, though. Well, yeah, like the very last scene. I don't even mean that. Like, if you just change the context of where they are, all right, don't just imagine they're not in a space station and they're in just some bad guy's lair. That shit's the same. Like, military or people come in or Bond is there and just wrecks shop on the base it explode it's going to explode all the computers are destroyed everybody's going everywhere it is very yeah. reminiscent of that yeah yeah well like yeah it does have it does have the same dna in there but like but yeah the, the environment you're right after like after watching it like it, it occurred to me it's like did this movie come out right after star wars <laughs> and I looked it up, and yes, it came out two years after Star Wars. It, yeah, it yeah, it did. It came. I think this one's seventy nine, and yeah. the original Star Wars was seventy seven. So and like, it's it, it it feels like they were very much trying to cash in on that. Oh man, sci fi stuff is cool now. I hope you're wrong. I, I want you to be wrong, but I don't think you are, because it's real dumb to me. I I guess it's as realistic. No pun intended, as as it can be, and have sci-fi stuff. Mm-hmm. Albeit, one thing this movie didn't do, didn't learn the lesson of that Star Wars handed them on a platter, was, hey, the bad guys should have different colored lasers, and the good guys should have the other colored laser. Yeah, just the fact that they had lasers instead of actual guns. Yeah. <laughs> And then they're oh, like oh, weird oh, functioning shit. lasers. This this is directly from from Wikipedia. The end credits for the previous Bond film, The Spy Who Loved Me, said James Bond will return in For Your Eyes Only. 
However, producers chose the novel Moonraker as the basis for the next film following the box office success of 1977 space-themed film Star Wars. Gross. (laughs) That's so gross. Fucking love being right. (laughs) Love it so much. So much. Like, what a... What a bad choice. What what a bad, bad, bad choice. Like, I'm, I'm not against the idea of them let's put it let's look at it this way say the entire premise and everything happens the way it does except they just don't go in space Uh right like drax is trying to get a satellite put up in the in the skies so he can control the globe or or he he's gonna shoot a spaceship out there to do you know right he's they never go it's just talked about right that might not have that wouldn't have been bad to me. But yeah. yeah. Or or just just on on the premise of hey, do you want them to talk about going to space or do you want these idiots to be in space? Like <laughs> please give me the former one cuz I don't believe they should be in space. Well, I I I obviously I don't know anything about the book, but me if either. they followed the book and they did go to space, in the book, I feel like you kind of have to, right? Yeah, but that that is an interesting question, though, and I and I've never actually really given that a thought or, or looked into that because I'm the book, if I'm not mistaken, predates Star Wars. It, well, yeah, it would have to. It would absolutely have to. Okay, I, I'm not as I'm real ignorant of the the books in relationship to the movies. Like, so I don't know if the books were made from 19. 19- 50 to 60 something like that right i don't know yeah uh, like it's, i say this it, this movie's a stinker and i stand behind that statement but you're right it, like the premise to this one is fucking bonkers and the, the fact that they have basically space hitler played <laughs> by a guy who looks just like uh orson wells mm. okay like <clears throat> that right there is a premise all in and of itself. Uh, if you if you say he looks like Orson Welles, I'm I'm with it then. I can go with that for what little I know of Orson Welles. Yeah, because he he was going to repopulate the Earth oh with a God. master race based on the people that he took to his space station. Oh my God! You know what? As soon as you said that, it just fucked everything up. What, just Space re- Hitler? It just negatively affected everything that we've talked about so far. Why? Like, like his re- his plan is insane. It's so re- so bananas. Because just to say it, like originally when we were talking about it, James Bond in space. Okay, all right. I mean, maybe, maybe that works. <laughs> I, I don't know. Maybe you know it doesn't work is an Adam and Eve space station and let's kill the planet like that. Now I'm just like, okay guys, are, are we trying here? Or are we just, are we going for the Razzie this year? I don't, I don't know. That just sounds absurd. <laughs> That's well, such a bananas plot. Yeah. And then or he's going to populate it with the, the, the beautiful master race that, uh, that, that he snuck onto this, this spaceship. And you say that, and it's so, it's such a funny thing. Cause I, I, I was paying attention some of the movie where he, <laughs> he makes that comment and Bond reinforces the comment saying the same thing back to Drax at some point before he's going to get shot out of the airlock. But he says it right in front of Jaws and Jaws gets this look on his face and then looks at his little pigtail girl. <laughs> and I, I think we're supposed to look at that and say Jaws gets it in his head. Or understands that he's not going to be part of that group. So that's yeah. why he turns on him. Yeah. Like Jaws turns on, on uh, the main the main bad guy. Uh, because he has low self-esteem. <laughs> Hugo Drax. Yeah. He turns on yeah, Drax Hugo because Drax. he has low self-esteem. And did he think the same thing about the pig? T- I don't think that. I, I think I took that from my own common sense and and like the 
smallest thing. I don't think those characters conveyed that very well at all to me. Oh, that might have been something you just missed in the the subtleties of the faces they were making because no, I'll that's exactly that. that's exactly what it was. Like okay. Bond was like, so is everyone going to blah 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 blah? And he's like, the the people on here who are part of the master race will know and they will procreate. And James Bond just kind of does this this side eyed fucking yeah. He looks pet, at Jaws, petty fucking look at Jaws. It's like, and that includes this motherfucker. And <laughs> right. And, and Jaws is like, looks. Oh, you're right. I'm ugly. <laughs> and then he looks over to his pigtail girl who smiles at him, and she and the camera backs to him. I think it goes back and forth between them both twice. So, yeah. I mean, I, I got it, or at least however I interpret it as like, is this supposed to be where, so Jaws feels like he's not part of that group? So that's, oh, he turned on him. Okay, so I guess that is it. Yep. Yep. I don't, I don't, okay. Maybe I'm overthinking it in some way where it's like, did they convey this properly? I don't, I don't know. This seems real fucking dumb. I mean, we are also talking about a character who has survived things he shouldn't have survived in this movie twice, I think. Oh, dra- oh, you mean uh, Jaws? Jaws? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. He that that motherfucker's a Terminator. <laughs> uh that's and and that's what I was telling you about the other day when I'd said I'd at least watched up to the opening, and I was kind of done already. Yeah, yeah. Where, like Jaws survives falling into a, a circus tent from an airplane. Yeah, 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 yeah. From the airplane, straight. I mean, whatever. You get the point. Yeah. Straight down into a circus tent, and he's just he's he's back. He comes back later. What do you mean? Like, not taking that into consideration, the opening scene was pretty cool. It's not a. On paper, yeah. The opening scene, I guess, is fine. I There's always this weird... There, I have such a bad issue, I think, with older movies, and I think that's just part of my problem, and I can't get over it. When you watch that scene, and, and I'd probably have to be in front of you to point it out exactly, those always look a little funny to me in these Bond movies or movies of that era or, or earlier, where Bond, like the actors in the shot look like they're cutouts. That's that's just bad blue screen is what or bl- bad green screen work is what that is. Is it? Okay. Yeah, that's exactly what that is. And okay. and uh, honestly Jaws half of his scenes look like that. I feel like he, he, they only had him for like 7 days worth of action shoots. <laughs> uh-huh. And and the rest was just a stunt double that looked nothing like him. Oh, was it? Yeah. I'll take your word for it because I'm I'm not very good at picking out uh, stunt doubles. Oh yeah, yeah. D- D- Jaws did not jump out of that plane, and neither oh, okay. did a dude who looked like him. <laughs> ah, that's funny. That's a funny one. Uh, you say funny things. <laughs> things. Um, <laughs> th- like the one thing about that 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 opening sequence is. If you look closely at all the characters, you know, as they're falling out of the plane, mm-hmm. they have very they're either the ballsiest stuntmen on the planet or it, what it looks like is they have a tiny little parachute pack under like their uh their sport jackets. Mm. So so you're are you suggesting that that scene is legit? Like they actually have these men jump out the jump out of the plane and do the stunt? I don't know. Like it, I couldn't tell if they actually had little bitty parachute packs. Like it, in my mind, it looked like they did, mm-hmm. but they were hidden well enough that it was questionable. Huh? I guess that's something I'd have to really go back and look at. Cause I just, yeah. just don't know very much. Yeah. They, they, they would have, they would have had to have been like custom made, like, really slim line fit on your body because they were hidden pretty well. Mm. You know, okay. it, like nowadays that scene would be easy as hell to shoot because it would all just be green screen or whatever, or they, mm. or what they would do is they would uh, digitally remove the, uh, the, the parachute pack and you would actually have Robert Downey Jr. Falling out of a plane or whatever, mm. but they couldn't do that in 1979. No, nope. no, they could not. 
Okay. Well, were there, so what were some good, did you have any good out of this to you? There wasn't, there wasn't much. Okay. 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 There's one aspect to the movie that I found very charming and very uh, engaging, at least for me specifically, because I have uh, such a boner for like uh, the space shuttle program. Mm-hmm. Because you know they were throwing those shuttles into outer space my entire childhood. Oh, here. So here's something. Since you pay attention to that, then for a plot point. Mm-hmm. So the beginning of the movie is they l- lose the shuttle. Yes. Right. Yep. Whatever happens with that, is it just it's what gets fired off later, or it's just on the space station later? No, they. Do still, they ever conclude where it is? Exactly? Yeah, they, yeah, they, yeah. When uh, the first time Bond meets, um, Drax. Drax. Uh-huh. I think it might be the first or second time when Bond basically says, "You stole that, right?" And he said, "Yes, I stole it because I needed it back." Man, I guess I must have missed that because the only things I remember from Drax meeting Drax and Bond interacting was when he first meets him and he does the whole thing with the dog and the countess and duchess or whatever and then you know that's it and he's just investigating him then the next time i think bond sees him is when bond found that lab with the poison liquid gas yeah. whatever it was yeah and then when he brings the minister and m back it's a room and drax is in there but i don't remember them having an interaction so i must have maybe i just glossed over or forgot some other interaction yeah, it, it definitely happened because they, basically there was a he manufactured X number of of uh, shuttles. Mm-hmm. He gave X number to the United States government and he kept X number for himself for his little, you know, scheme. One of them that he kept for his scheme, uh, like either crashed or went bad or there were problems with it. So he had to recover one that he had given to the the, the U, you know, to NASA mm-hmm. and. Rather than just asking for it back, he hijacked, you know, he hijacked it off of the top of a plane. <laughs> Is that one of those things he couldn't just ask it back for, I guess? I mean, I guess he gave it, sold it or whatever to the government, so no. Yeah, yeah. And and also, that would be really shady. They're like, um, no, I, I need this. I need, I need that back. I need, I need that back. <laughs> We're giving him just a terrible accent. <laughs> I need that back. <laughs> Uh, yeah, yeah. So like, it, it, I really like the the shuttle program a lot, and seeing mm-hmm. liberal use of the shuttle program in this movie was really cool. And the shuttles are basically identical to the ones that we used in our shuttle program. Okay. The thing is, is I looked it up. The shuttle program didn't launch anything until the '80s, so they used the technology that NASA was going to use to launch shuttles into space a couple years before we actually did it. Mm. Mm. Yeah. So, so like this movie looked really fucking futuristic. I'd imagine considering it was two years before it actually happened. Okay. Well, I guess that's, that's cool. Then, huh? Yeah. Yeah. It's cool for people like you who like it. Oh yeah, yeah. Like I, I dug all of that. It was. I didn't have problems with it until they got into outer space, because once you get into outer space, there's a whole, whole new realm of problems when it comes to <laughs> uh, uh, filming and action sequences and just, just the, the resources it would take to get hundreds of people into outer space. Mm-hmm. That like that's completely unbelievable in the real world. Yeah. I, I would think so too. I mean yeah. that that dude's got to be like a trillionaire or something. I'd imagine back then, or a billionaire to get that to even happen back then. Yeah, and and like the the launch windows for <clears throat> the shuttles are so small. It's like, hey, we have a, a twenty minute period where it would be safe to get shuttles into outer space. We're shooting for that twenty minute period. Hopefully, the weather is <laughs> fucking clear. So like the the thought that <laughs> in nine of these things launched at the same time or from different spots all over the globe is that's just fiction. 
Mm. <laughs> but That's I, just only, fiction. Only I would know that because I'm a fucking idiot or you know, I'm a fucking nerd when it comes to space travel. Well, I'm not a huge nerd, but, you know. Mm. So, so uh, oh, and, and to call back to a previous episode of Debriefing and Cocktails, uh, I, was it – which was – what was the one that was underwater the whole damn time? Thunderball. Thunderball. It was like last episode, right? Yes, or one before. No, yeah, it was, it was the last episode. Um, remember the imp- the impracticality of them shooting an entire action sequence underwater? Mm-hmm. I didn't think they could outdo that in in, in impracticality, but they absolutely did. Oh, are you talking about the ha- anti-gravity? When gravity? they had a gunfight in outer space. Oh, the la- oh, okay, the laser beam. Yeah. Yeah, I, so I guess that's all green screen. I'm sure it's it's what I'm sure that's all green screen. That whole space fight. Oh yeah, no, Reed. They actually flew dudes into outer space. Wow, they went to space, man. Yeah. I don't. I don't know, man. Don't talk to me like that. <laughs> no, yeah. It was I, all, it was all I don't first. know if there's some other way to do it. Right. I don't know. Like when you know in Star Wars when they did the ships and stuff. I don't know if they did blue, maybe they did green screens too, but a lot of the ship stuff, it was, um, figures that they used. Right. That was all, that was all miniatures. Right. But how'd they make those backgrounds Are those backgrounds, all green screen or those backgrounds, like portraits. Eh, That I don't know in, but like practically speaking, it doesn't matter. Because ultimately, you're still filming, you know, the people shooting the guns. Right, I understand. I just wanted to be really clear. I didn't think they were in fucking space. (laughs) I just want that understood. Hard. Maybe I'm dumb, but I'm not that dumb about where they did it. When when you're in zero gravity, Uh if you're shooting something that has some sort of force behind it, which I guess lasers wouldn't have a force behind them. I yeah, I hear things like that. Uh, it's going to push you backwards. I, I was just about to say, yeah, I guess you're talking about like the propulsion. Yeah. Now, why you would have a gunfight in outer space, knowing that every single shot that is that actually hits somebody is in an instant kill? Isn't or is? It is. It's absolutely an instant kill, no matter where you hit them. Oh, just because it tears their suit and yeah. space kills them? Yeah, like it could nick your shoulder and you're dead. Mm. It, it's it's the dumbest shit. And also, why would they think that they needed to have guns if they were cloaked from the United States, like, radar? I mean, just in case? In case of what? They came across aliens? I mean, you got to enforce things, right? You got to have guns to enforce things. Having guns in outer space is the worst idea. I'm not saying it's a good idea. I'm just trying to explain to you why they thought they needed guns. It's uh, it, it holds up to no scrutiny whatsoever. At the very least, they needed guns on the ship, and I'm sure they had a what do they what do you call it a stockade? They they had a jail probably for insubordination or or peep or wrong people, bad people. Right. Well, they're, so they, they're they the master race. There are no bad people, Reed. I mean, is it ma- wasn't it master race based on genetics, not abstract things like choices? Hey, if it, it, I, I'm not going to take a murderer into my master race room. I, I, I don't know. I, got, I, 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 got I, I, I feel like, oh, 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 Jimmy killed someone. Well, then <clears throat> we're just going to kill Jimmy. Throw his ass in outer space. I mean, I hear you. You, you don't you, on a space station. Yeah, you kind of got like the best to, best way to get rid of people. Yeah, yeah. You also I, have the that, best way to remove people from guns because, like, you shoot a gun, it hits the hull. Everyone's dead. And we don't want that. So no yeah. guns. Yeah, as I said, holds up to no scrutiny whatsoever. But th- that's the problem when you start trying to make James Bond into a sci-fi movie. Yeah. It is. And 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 I think one of my other complaints is so much of this movie was not sci-fi for it to end in this big science fiction orgy in outer space. Like, 
it doesn't make any sense. Like he ended up him trying to figure out what happened to the shuttle, which the premise is cool. A shuttle's been stolen. We need to find out what's going on. That's really cool. Yeah. But, standard spot, yada, yada. Yeah. But he just kind of flew from, he went from what California to, to Rio de Janeiro. He was in Venice at one point. Oh man. Yeah. He's gone. Yeah. He's yeah, you're right. He's definitely going everywhere. And very little reason was given for any of that. You know, it's it's like I'm trying hey, to think. Yeah. Well, like, you know, no reason was given, but it was like, hey, we found a, a part from this wreckage and the part was manufactured in Rio de, Rio de Janeiro. Looks like you're going there, James Bond. Yeah, it's yeah, it's just not very like there's a reason to think about going. And put it on a list. There's not a reason to go. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm I'm with you. I, my my head's still kind of stuck in some of these other things of like when he was in the ambulance with Doctor Goodhead. Yeah. And he gets out of it, and so does the other guy, and he crashes into that big billboard. And then of course pull back, do a big wide shot, and the billboard is of I. I I couldn't figure out. I didn't look that hard, but it, I didn't know if it was like dental care because he crashes through the teeth of the woman on there. But it's like, don't worry, we'll take good care of you. And he's an ambulance. He's in a <laughs> nurse's outfit and a, on a gurney. And I was like, oh, my, really, guys, come on. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You're going out of your way to show that not even being subtle. And and it, it, I think we've we've found that that's. A, a trait of these Roger Moore movies. Is no subtlety? No subtlety when it comes to the, the shitty jokes. I don't, man, I just don't mind the shitty jokes as bad. Like, I mean, sure, they're dumb or they're bad or they're not whatever, or they're any number of things. I really don't mind those as nearly as much as I mind some of these, like, just these really overt ones like that. Right. Let's let's take 10 seconds to make sure that you see this dude crashed into this thing and show the slogan on the billboard. Get it. Get it. Get it. <laughs> him him ramping on the Dukes of Hazards ramps in that car. And it's like, like, come on, man. I don't. I'm so fine with James Bond saying "shocking" after he electrifies a guy. Yeah. It's real stupid, and it doesn't matter. But it, you know, fine. I don't care. It, it, you like that or you don't. Oh, yeah. this other stuff. What, what so was good. the one where, like, after? Uh, why can't I remember that dude's name? Drax. After Drax, like, was pushed out into space. What did? What did? James oh, Bond yeah, thing? yeah, yeah, yeah. Good head comes toward him. It was like, where's Dr-? and it seems like such a weird, like, acting moment for her. It's like, where's Drax? <laughs> and he's like, oh, he went flying, darling. Let's go. Like, th- and that's not even a funny joke. How it, is that a joke? I, I mean, you know, because it's because it's James Bond. He's going to make some weird ass quip. You know, just something that, that that's pretty par. Maybe it's not funny, but it's par. It's, it's not even like like if, if there's a bar that you need to pass for it to pass as a good James Bond joke, like it doesn't even see the bar. That might be true. Because like me and you could workshop better jokes to that specific thing right here. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We we could do that. We like, could definitely get that. Like, done. oh, oh, where's Drax? He's vacuuming, dear. Yeah, he's. He's getting sucked off. No, that <laughs> sounds bad. But something. We could get there together. He, he's, my darling, he's under pressure. Oh, so, oh, look at that. Look at that. Look at that. Look, look at that. Look at that. See, like, it's like they're he had to go to the ice crying, box. Man. I don't know. Why are mine worse than yours? That's not fun. <laughs> fun, fun, non-James Bond relevant thing. So so he goes out, he gets thrown out into space. Drax does. How does that play out for his body after the after the fact? Like, does he just maintain roughly the s- similar mass and he's just floating? 
Um, well, the vacuum of space would crush his crush his insides. Uh huh. So like. It, so any, he'd eventually crumple a little bit too. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Any okay. any he would crumple. He wouldn't completely crumple, obviously, but any any space that could be filled with nothingness is going to be mm-hmm. filled with nothingness in his body. So he he gets smushed down like a water bottle, right? An empty water bottle that you just crush down and get all the air out of that kind of thing. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, but so at a at a certain point he's as flat or crushed or whatever he can be. Does he just keep going as that? It's not like I guess I'm kind of wondering how does it play out? Does he decompose? Does he? He wouldn't decompose because there's no there's no air in space. So there's no uh-huh. there's no way for him to grow, you know the funguses or the, bacteria yeah, the, or whatever. Yeah. There's no life in 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 the vacuum of space. Um. I'm sh- I'm sure his like his body would dry out, mm-hmm. and it, w- it would probably petrify somehow. Uh, but yes, he would just float indefinitely uh, until he collides with some other planetary uh, like thing. Yeah, some other object in space, but which which but, could be for you know centuries, if not millennia. But for just his body itself, it would just get the, into this compact petrified state. Yeah. That's it. Okay. At least that's how I understand it. I could be completely wrong, but yeah, I don't know very much about space. Yeah. I don't go to space. I don't plan on going to space, so I don't really care about space. Shit, I would love to go to space, man. I mean, love I it. want, I want to go to space because that sounds really dope. But like, I don't know. I'm fine. <laughs> I'll be okay. Mm, any other, any other points you want to go over during this? Um. I, I did like the the main bad guy, Drax. Yeah, I, I didn't dislike him. I think he's fun. He 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 had a uh, he had a vibe to him, like a, like a very I'm, I'm not I'm not gonna lift a finger, but I'm going to rule the world. You know. Yeah, I think he's a good personification of what a Bond villain kind of is. Maybe other than Blofeld. I, I think he's a good apex of joke Bond villain, kind of. <laughs> yeah. And I don't necessarily mean he's a joke, but just that sort of campy, old-school James Bond villain. He's he's definitely right there. And he's got he's got the good look, too. Always has his ha- damn hands behind him. All yeah. that. He's in the monochromatic or, or monocolored suit. You, you know whatever. who he kind of looks like? I mean, I already told you who I think he looks like a little bit. Who? You? He doesn't look... No. Okay. He doesn't look like me. All right. He looks, he, like, look like? he looks like Ricky Gervais. Yeah, okay. I can kind of see that if Ricky Gervais had, had some facial hair, maybe. He, well, he does. He, does he? Usually. I, I guess I hadn't seen him in, in, in a while. I'm, I'm more familiar with Ricky Gervais with, like, light... Facial hair, maybe, or none. Like, uh, didn't he have none in the office? The British uh, office? Uh, I don't think he had it, no. I don't know. He, he is known to not have facial hair, too, and, that, and I guess that's where I've seen him. More than I can remember facial hair. Now I'm going to have to look up and see. What did you think of the Q scene? Um, Q was, he was um, uncharacteristically angry. Oh, you think so? Yeah. He was like, don't break anything. Like, Don't break anything. At this point, he's he's real bitter at, at James Bond for breaking all of his shit. <laughs> he should be. Okay, yeah, yeah. I'm I'm familiar with Ricky Gervais in this look. He, it, I guess it's just not thick enough. It's kind of like the same thing with you. And to me, you look enough like him, but you don't have thick enough facial hair or eyebrows. Like Ricky Gervais does not have the eyebrows of that gentleman. Oh, yeah. He also looks like an like an older like Orson Welles when Orson Welles was a was an old bearded man. I I'm, I'll have to look at that. I'm not familiar with Mr. Welles. Let's see this cast. I want to actually see what the actor looks like if he. Oh my God! Look at the actor. Have you seen this image of the actor? Like. <laughs> Uh well yeah. 
Michael. Oh, he died. He died last year. Lonsdale. Yeah. Man, he looks incredible. I mean, maybe not this one where he's got the big thick bottom beard, but like, there's just one I'm looking at where he's, you know, it's kept. It's like, man, he looks stylish. He looks good. Okay. I I think. I mean, it just looks cool. To, and it's kind of the image. I'll I'll send it to you later. It just it just looks kind of classy or interesting to me. But anyway, sorry. Yeah. Uh. But oh. Like, most of this movie is very forgettable because it's 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 a b- bad like what what am I what's the word I'm looking for b- bad connective tissue between ridiculous action scenes. Mm-hmm. And I, then, I can agree with that. And and Roger Moore is not good in this film. Oh, he's fine. And for some reason, he looks 69 years old. He certainly looks... looks he <laughs> looks um, de-aged a little bit. I don't know. Maybe I don't have the best grasp. Because it feels like there's certain shots of him where he looks okay. And there are other shots where he does look a little aged in the mm-hmm. part. But so I, I really couldn't put my finger on it. Let's see. It was 1979. In 1979, Roger Moore was. I think he was 50-something. 50 52. Mm. And, I mean, so he kind of, he definitely looks a bit older than that to me. What I understand oh. 52, what I would think a 50-something would look like. I guess. But, I mean, just, yeah. You know, he, he definitely had been in the role a little too long by that point. Or after this one, he should be done. But he's not. <laughs> it's very much not. <laughs> I think he's got another, he's got two more. Yeah. Three. Three. Is it three more? Are you kidding? I think so. It's For Your Eyes Only, Octopussy, and A View to a Kill. Oh, my God. He went like another six years or something. Yeah, yeah, that's six more years. years. Oh, man. Well, last things to cover real quick in in the analysis, I would say, is Dr. Goodhead, really? Yeah, I don't, I don't, that had to have been a thing in the original book. It had to have been. I mean, maybe it was, but just come on, guys. Like, did you really not learn your lesson with pussy galore? (laughs) Like come come off these ridiculous names that aren't even that are so obvious. Like when Goldeneye does it later, Zenya on a top. I yeah. I can I can ride with that because it's kind of tongue in cheek to the old stuff. You can you can ride with her on a top. <laughs> All right, you're you're part of the problem. <laughs> I can understand that one because it's trying to homage or, or call back or whatever to its predecessors. I, yeah. I'm kind of with that. But this one is still in the zeitgeist. Maybe that's not the right word either. But the this is definitely of the tissue of the Bond franchise. This like the other end of the Bond franchise. Of the, you know, you got the good ones with like gold fingers and whatnot of the old ones. And then this one's on the other end. Yeah. So, but yeah, Dr. Goodhead, it's just so ridiculous. All right, well, on to music. What did you think of this song? I did not like it. Yeah, I I kind of like it. I like kind of the, the, the artist, the sound of her voice, the way she does it. It's kind of got that, that boom to it a little bit, kind of like Goldfinger did. But it's it, it's, it's not it's as completely good. lifeless, man. Yeah, it it I definitely don't get that real bombastic jam kind of feeling when I hear Goldfinger, and I'm just kind of riding with the tunes like bum bum bum. I'm like yeah, get it. I like it surprises me how many of these dumb songs are like ballads or slower songs like. These are supposed to be these are supposed to kick off movies. They're supposed to be like 
ear catching and just just like yeah, yeah. you're watching fucking James Bond you know but yeah so many yeah. of them are just like and he goes to the stair. it's like come on man uh-huh yeah, you, know, yeah. you have a you have a ridiculous over-the-top action sequence that seamlessly bleeds into like this loungy shit ballad song it's like what is why who whose idea was that Who, whose idea was this <laughs> uh was it shirley shirley bassey sang it is that right i think so let me see yeah yeah and and, oh, and Lord, that's this even is not it that's not it like and the thing is this is the same person who did Goldfinger and apparently Diamonds are Forever. Oh, is it? Yeah. Oh shit. No wonder it sounded like it to me then. Yeah, but it it was it's it's a life like had she just re-recorded Goldfinger the, the song Goldfinger and been like Moon Rake. Oh my god. It would have been way better. <laughs> In, in 1979, like, they couldn't find a famous person to do a Bond song. Because, like, Shirley Bassey is not, she's not a, like, a chart topper. Can you hear this, by the way, the song? Yeah, a little bit. A little bit? Yeah. Okay, I, I wanted to make sure it wasn't too loud. I, I, I hear what you're saying with this, by the way. Like, yeah, I, I'm with you. I still like this. I like her sound. You know, you talked about that it's she does Diamonds Are Forever and Goldfinger. Yeah. I still like her voice. I like her sound. But yeah, you talking about like it's a slow ballad or something. Yeah. Yeah. Well, why is that at the front of your action movie? Yeah. Why? Why is that? It, I could kind of see that being at the end. Like, and it's actually funny. I'd have to try and we'd have to try and find it or hear it. But I think the end version is bet is more in line with what you're talking about. That's that's funny. Do you, uh, did you hear it by any chance? I think so. Yeah, it, it's just quicker and more upbeat and and faster. Uh, well, quicker and faster, same thing. You get it. Yeah, I it's yeah it's meh meh at best meh. Um, this might be the last week that we do this one because. I it, it's starting to just feel kind of weird with some of these movies. There's too tropey. <laughs> but the next section, we're gonna move on to tropes and kills. We'll still keep doing the kills, but these the tropes. I I think we're I think we've listed them and they're just kind of there most of the time. It's like yeah. which ones are in this week? Yeah, he 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 did a really good delivery of Bond, James Bond this time. Mm-hmm. You know, so sometimes it's not very good or it's you know it's weird yeah or it, yeah there's sometimes it has like this weird little stagger where it's like bond james bond like uh, yeah okay were, were you waiting for a cue card or some shit what are you doing <laughs> it's like wait what's my last name yeah then there's the bond james bond yeah 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 Ooh, some, sometimes down. it's very yeah 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 i feel like uh timothy dalton kind of did that in uh bond, james bond yeah in license not license to kill um uh, the living daylights when he came down on the boat and the woman offered him and, and he took her took her cell phone and mm -hmm. then she offered him the wine and all that kind of stuff he was like oh who are you bond james bond like oh <laughs> all right like let me say this formality <laughs> <laughs> yes uh what are, all right what about the kills uh, I've lost count. It's it's one of those where what counts as a kill, you know? Okay. Uh, it's it's always I lost count at like fifteen. Okay. Uh, but also I could be way off. Let me let me check this one. Uh, shit, I probably should have had it pulled up. Uh it's fine. It does feel like it's. I I don't oh, know. Oh shit! It was twelve. It was only twelve. Oh okay. Does it so, ever kind of tell you where the kills are? Like when you read these, does it, it was like, oh, that was a kill? Oh, I didn't realize that was a kill. Do you, do you see no, it that way? No. Oh, there okay. are a lot of kills in the movie. There's like 81 total. 
Mm. So, yeah, whatever. Man, hat, hats off to whoever does that. I feel bad for whoever has to do that. I, I think it's probably, it might be one of the most thankless jobs in dealing with movies. It's like the guy <laughs> who goes through and does the kill counts. Uh, yeah, just, yeah. So, like, you know, I'm going to do that. I'm going to do that. I'm a Wikipedia page. Be that guy. I'm going to do the kill count. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to check each individual frame and then make a, a like a like a judgment. Is this person dead? <laughs> is, is this person dead? Does this count? <laughs> we'll have to make a committee. We'll have to do something. Uh, and, you know, there's probably a forum out there where there are long conversations about whether or not dudes drown in Thunderball. Yeah, it's like, nah, he ain't dead. That, I mean, look, 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 look. You don't see any water bubbles. He's dead. It's it's reasonable to believe that he could get to the surface and uh, we don't oh, see oh. any other evidence <laughs> that he was killed subsequently. I, I can't exactly say why it does, but that does kind of very off topic kind of thing. That does sound like one of those arguments where uh, like so there's an example of Batman in the comics where he traps somebody in a room and brick walls the door, the only exit to the room and just leaves the character there, presumably. Mm-hmm. Right. It, at least in the comic, he does anyway. He, he just locks them in there and leaves. So far as we know, that guy's going to die. <laughs> and we yeah. just, and I don't know. How do you, how do you work that out without the character, someone breaking him out or explaining it later? Otherwise that character should just be dead. I, I, well, I feel like if you have a character who's known for not killing people, the assumption is Batman went back off, off page and let that man out. And I kind of would too. Then at that point, and this is, I think, the discussions these people have on the forums you're referring to is why even go through the process of making him do it? Like, why would Batman go through the trouble of brick walling the only exit into the room only to come back later and get them out? So the guy doesn't exit the room. I get it, but that just feels like <laughs> a lot of work. You didn't just barricade the door with a chair at the knob. You You, you went through the effort of putting up a wall you constructed a wall in front yeah. of the door you don't want anyone finding him until you get back i suppose so maybe you've read more comics more than enough comics to shut my thoughts down on it but no um, it, it, i i get exactly what you're saying and luckily james bond doesn't have to worry about that if he breaks someone in a wall they're just there yeah. i i would sooner you know what to kind of kind of come back with you I would sooner see Batman like le- tipping them off, tipping off like the cops, like hey, Killer Croc's over here, Two Faces in this cemented area, you know, something like that. Like he tells an authority <laughs> to go get him, basically. That way, it's not on him anymore. So yeah, I I, <laughs> I cemented Two Face into the wall of this sewer pipe. Uh, you're gonna need to go get him. Yeah, he's he's at 34th and Martin. Yeah. <laughs> All right. If you can't find him, I'm not going to leave a cell phone number or anything. Just keep looking. <laughs> Hope you find him. Good luck. Um, any other? And we can always adjust it too. But any other comments before we get to the ranking uh, on the tropes? Uh, let's see. He slept with two women in this movie. Okay. Uh. So good head and oh oh oh! I'm glad you brought that up because I was so an. I thought that was so – that is the – you know what? You know what's going to replace the trope section is the dumbest shit section. <laughs> and I'm just going to put it all together. Okay. Oh, you, you mean that the foreign lady that he that he banged early on that helped him, like, get into the safe, right? Yeah. Bro, I'm – that – okay. So that lady – Comes out there. She she's when they're when Bond after he does the skeet shooting and kills the guy that's gonna try and kill him. Which all of that that's a whole other thing we just didn't even touch on. I didn't think about it. That's so ridiculous to me that Drax is just actively trying to kill Bond 
just so blatantly, and Bond's just like, well, I'm gonna deal with this, and Bond deals with it so like there's just no subtlety. It's so funny to me. Like I, I get it. I kind of like the gentleman villain, and that's kind of how Drax is acting to him. But you just have guy in tree and Bond kills him, and Drax is just kind of like, oh, that's unfortunate. It doesn't make any sense. No. Like it, at any point, Drax could have just pulled a gun gun out and shot Bond in the back. Right. Like why hire a sniper to sit in a tree? When yeah. you're on Drax's compound, he's in charge of everything. Right. Send like 14 motherfuckers with machine guns. Yes. In his sleep. In his sleep. It doesn't make any fucking sense. It's so dumb. And then you have like, all right, th- this is like one of the handful of, and I get it. Probably there might be more than what I'm about to say, but this one just seems so cheap to me or, or so over dramatized when he's in the the gravity chamber whatever they're actually called and mm-hmm. and it gets put up to high speed by the kendo master or whatever he is bond bond is dead he should be right he they get up to like eight nine ten g's he should just kind of be dead but you know what fine fuck it we accepted that jaws isn't dead in this movie when he falls to his death, even yeah. though I guess by that point, even by the gravity point, you might assume Jaws is dead originally, you know, but I just knew he wasn't dead. Anyway, he should be dead from the G's. All right, fine. Whatever. He's not. Or at, or at the very least, like incapacitated in some, some, some way. Right. But he has, he has enough uh, consciousness that he can. And I don't know how gravity chambers work. Another thing I don't know. It's just has, G-force. It, like, have you ever been on the Gravitron at the fair? Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. I, I, I get, like, the basic. I get that concept. It's that. Of it. Yeah, it's yeah. It's just that. Well, right. So if he's, if there's so much force being put on him that he can't even move, really, how does he turn his wrist to a 90-degree angle? It, oh, no. His, his fucking hand would just break off. Right. But he can turn it enough so he can use his dumbass dart wrist gun. Yeah. And happen to hit the thing he needs to hit to get out. Like, that's so ridiculous. Yeah, yeah, it's so stupid. To the original point, so we could move on to ranking, the first woman that he sleeps with, so after the skeet shooting incident... Corrine Dufour. Corrine Dufour. This woman gets out of a golf cart, walks up to Drax. Drax says, you're fired. And she walk, starts walking away, and they release the dogs on her. Yeah, now, I don't. Now I don't know if you remember exactly what happened after that. Oh, she was attacked and killed by the dogs. Right. But what this bitch did was run into the woods, past the golf cart. I'm so mad. <laughs> I didn't notice that. <laughs> they didn't even take it off screen to trick you. Oh, it's there, God. and she walks past it. Like. To th- run from the dogs. Like, my, my thoughts w- w- during that scene, I was like, this is fucking dark. Like, why is this in a James Bond movie? Like. Yeah, no, that, that's not even close. To, to being in my I mean I, I see what you mean though when you say it. it's like yeah this this is a bit heinous or this like oh, I don't know like, man for, for for a moment there it felt like a 1970s horror movie I, okay I can you know see that. W- the scared woman running through the woods being uh-huh. chased by rabid dogs like yeah that's not a James Bond thing right yeah or, or the threat of being torn to shreds by dogs like that yeah and, or, and, and, or, and then how long the scene is like, it's not like it's a quick, Oh, we're just have just assume that she's dead. Like, no, she runs for a good 30, 45 seconds into the woods. You know, it'd have been a real short ass scene. If she just went to the fucking golf cart. <laughs> that's so dumb. I, I'm sorry. That's dumb to me. Yeah. It's real dumb. That's, that's a real big dumb. over. That's a noticeable oversight to me. <laughs> 
Anyway, on to rankings. Oh, this list is getting thick, boy. It is. All right, so starting from the bottom, 1 through 16. Today we're adding 17. From Russia with Love, Dr. No, The Spy Who Loved Me, On Her Majesty's Secret Service, Quantum of Solace, Thunderball, The World Is Not Enough, Live and Let Die, The Living Daylights, Tomorrow Never Dies, License to Kill, Goldfinger, Casino Royale, Goldeneye, The Man with the Golden Gun, and Skyfall. Number one. Yes. So now we are here to determine where this lovely, scrumptious turd sandwich goes. Yeah, yeah. Do you have any thoughts on that? (laughs) It might go, it might be the bottom. It might be 17 now. I I say I wasn't willing to give it 17. Oh, Uh, man, weird. Like, but down there, like I was going to put it above the spy who loved me. Oh, man, I don't know. Because I don't think it's better than Her Majesty's Secret Service. It's not better than that by default. Like, and, the, on Her Majesty's Secret Service at least has a story. Yeah. And this does, again, my opinion is kind of tainted by the fact that it has a bunch of fucking space shuttles in it. Oh, oh, that's like a big positive to you? It is. It is very much a big positive for me. Oh, okay. Uh, And... As you said, as you opened up this podcast with, it's not boring. And it's not. I'll give it that. So it's I feel like it has to be better than both Dr. No and From Russia with Love because both those movies are boring as hell. OK. All right. Well, where where do you want it? You know, so, I, we'll go with that. I want it between On Her Majesty's Secret Service and The Spy Who Loved Me. OK. So I'm not I, I'm not asking a lot here. I'm not saying it needs to be, you know, in the upper third. No, no, no. You're you're good. You don't 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 you don't don't you explain yourself. This is perfectly doable. Oh, these movies though. <laughs> like I, I I almost feel like this one is very similar to Thunderball in that it's. A bunch of stupid ass action movie or action sequences that all lead up to a terrible idea. Maybe. I don't know. So at least Thunderball, I kind of look at it and think, man, that's really interesting. Whether it's executed the best that it could be, or even if it's executed the best it can be. Is that interesting enough, like the underwater sequences? But is it – it's still a neat idea. It's more in the realm – I say this with air quotes, of course. We're talking about James Bond stuff, but it's more in the realm of reality, something I'm willing to swallow. At least I'll give it that. But this bullshit Star Wars-y space (laughs) fight crap is ridiculous insane i just wish that whole thing was on earth i wish he just built a facility a huge ass facility that housed his master race and it was protected and cloaked just this whole evil layer somewhere and and the rest happened but then he would just be regular hitler i don't know hitler didn't try and cultivate his own master race did he when it just like the germans like, yeah, yeah, blonde hair, blue-eyed Germans, like... He... Drax is Adam and Eve this shit. He's two, in, he's two all the way, baby. That's, that's better <laughs> than just he, He's Germans. more... Not not Adam and Eve Like, there was a whole a whole crew of people up there. This, right, if anything, was, this is more Noah's Ark. Right, right. Well, that's one... That, maybe I missed stump, something, but wasn't it a kind of a Noah's Ark situation? Or did Bond just make that jo- that joke? No, it was, it was very much a Noah's Ark situation. So it wasn't just two people fucking until there's hundreds of people. It was yeah, okay. like dozens of people fucking until there's thousands of people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm with you. I, I, yeah, because the way I've been framing it is Adam and Eve, but I just be more pairing off people. But yeah, yeah. Noah's Ark, better, yeah. better example. Thank you, Bible. <laughs> <sighs> All right. 
let's move on to the pleasantries. Thank you very much, everybody, for coming and listening this week to Debriefing and Cocktails. Next week, we're going to be watching Die Another Day? Uh, yes, on our weekly podcast. Oh, we, boy. Yeah, Die Another Day, the last there, Pierce Brosnan uh, joint. Uh-huh. There's a, there's a song in that one you're going to love <laughs> one way or another. That's a, that's a Madonna song, right? It's a Madonna song. Oh, man, I can't wait. Because <laughs> I don't remember that song at all. I don't remember it either. I, it made me think about what you were talking about earlier. That it needs to be an earworm kind of song for the or match the movie. The what, what's the No Time to Die? That one's who who's doing that one? Is that Billie Eilish? Billie Eilish. And or, I remember or, hearing that. Or as our friends on the uh, Dead Scene Kids podcast call call it uh, William Eilash. I, I mean, I get it. I, I get. I don't know. I'm sorry. I'm not a scene kid, so. Uh, it's it's just a way for me to plug Dead Scene Kids. Listen to Dead Scene Kids. Oh, okay. All right. If you guys get a chance, listen to Reality Breach, the primary, of course, and Shellheads. That one's pretty good. And the Black Pocket Podcast, also pretty good. I hear Robert's trying to find a D and D character to be now. That's neat. <laughs> and uh, as always, <laughs> discussing who. And we'll yes. discussing what's the whole name? D- the Discussing Network. Discussing Network. Sorry. Where guys. they they discuss who, they discuss comics, they discuss Trek. Yeah. And, side note. Si- oh. Side note. Uh, we have a panel at this year's Mississippi Comic Con. Oh, son of a bitch! You beat me to it. Oh shit! I didn't realize you had you had that scribbled on your notes. I, I had it scribbled in my brain. It's it's well, it's going to be eleven thirty uh, on Saturday. A.M. Yeah, 11.30 a.m., Saturday the 26th of June at the Mississippi Comic Con. We're talking about nerd culture. Yeah. Uh, We're also having a Shellheads panel later that day. I didn't want them to get confused and think we were like the 11.30 p.m. slot, like the QVC, something like that, right? Like late night TV. Honestly, I I would rather have a panel at 11:30 at night. I'm much more comfortable, like speaking in public at night with a couple of cocktails in me. (laughs) I mean, 11:30 is fine. 11:30 a.m. is fine, isn't it? Just have a couple of cocktails. That's true. I'll yeah, I'll just bring a water bottle, water bottle full of vodka, (laughs) cathead vodka. All right, guys. Well, thanks so much for coming and listening to Debriefing and Cocktails. And we might have another important episode, like a 10th anniversary episode coming up. It'll be coming around the 30th. So if you would, listen to that. And thanks so much for your time and consideration of our words. Bye. Debriefing and Cocktails. You are listening to Keith the Hip, Q-Nod, and Brick of Rock. Give me a few few more takes. I'll take the best one. All right. Are you looking for anything? No, no. Just 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 do what you're gonna do. Okay. Welcome to debriefing cocktails. Thank you for joining us tonight. My co-host Sergio Lugo is here with me tonight. Sergio. <laughs> okay. Boy, how do y'all show us time to debrief some cocktails? Sergio, how are you today, bud? <laughs> Keep it going. I'm liking it. Keep it going. Um, I've never heard that song, Get Fucked, Boy, but debriefing in cocktails, I hear is charting number 37 on the worst podcasts of this month.
That's just not true. It's what you're here for. Corrections. Factually inaccurate. Fact. It is time for debriefing and cocktails. Sergio, hello. <laughs> All right, one more. Give me an give me an old timey radio guy. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to Debriefing Cocktails. I'm your host, Reed Walker, and tonight I'm here with Sergio Lugo. We're going to talk about a movie called Moonraker. Get your pants on and strap them on tight. <laughs> all right, all right, all right, cut. 